0: Hey Divas! We are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode! So tonight we're going to have an honest discussion about sex. Um, (laughs) Don't don't turn turn the the video off yet. It's going to be interesting, I promise. We're going to try to take it, you know, in a a way that will benefit everyone watching. So, um, you know, sex today is so far from how God intended it. Mm -hmm. It just seems like it's so degraded and, you know, it's just like misused so often. Um, you know, like one night stands happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's common. You know, to have multiple sex partners. It's just so sad how far you know from God's yeah. plan. That it's kind of not even.
1: Is it's not even that it's common. It's that it's expected to yeah, have yeah, that's true partners, right. and it's expected to have one night stand.
0: Yeah, for real. That's true. Um, you know, and, and some people just think it's the exact same as holding hands and kissing. I mean, we've mentioned The Bachelor before. And, you know, we've had people or we've heard people on there talk about how, like, you, it's so important that they have to explore that before they're married. Yeah. Like, they have to have sex with that person before they'll even consider marrying them. And that's so sad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when I was thinking about what sex was and studying on it and, um, you know, the purpose of it, um, I read this thing where it said, it's an emotional bond between two people. It's soul on soul. It's heart joining heart. You know, you're giving a part of yourself to your partner and your partner's giving a part of himself to you. And so for that reason alone, you know, it should be saved for marriage in my opinion. Um, so what y'all have anything on, you know, what y'all, what y'all view sex is or anything like that. <laughs> 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 We're not going to go into like the actual details.
1: <laughs> Are we <you> not? <laughs> I mean, you <yeah. laughs> all remember your first like talk about sex and high school little. or remember, like, yeah. not even just with your parents because i don't i, I don't want to remember that. with my parents but like do y'all remember like the girls class that just talked about yeah. it or that, no? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, i remember a couple <laughs> one of them was with mom though and that was embarrassing yeah. but um i remember we watched a video um that i think kyle butt put out i remember talking about it at maywood too yeah but um (laughs) but i remember him like going into very direct details about Mm. everything which was beneficial to me but you know as a as a seventh grader i wasn't even in that hemisphere yeah but i also didn't have a boyfriend until i was 18 so I'm (laughs) (laughs) i'm a little outside the norm but um you know just talking about the different ways that sex is interpreted. You know, Mm -hmm. when you talk about hooking up with somebody, that can be a lot of different Mm -hmm. meanings. But um, just, you know, he defined sex as a lot, you know. I
0: don't
1: want to say it. I don't know if I should. But he goes into really good detail about
0: it. Mm -mm. Well, um, like always, we're going to look at some verses in the Bible. You know, so I thought, What's appropriate than more appropriate than going to the very first marriage. And so that's in Genesis 2 um, in 18 through 24. you know he's made Adam and you know he's bringing all the animals to Adam and Adam names them all and God sees that Adam needs a helper. And so then he puts Adam to sleep and takes a rib from Adam and that's when Eve is born, you know um, is created um, and then, you know, verse 24, it says, and therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And so for me, I don't know what y'all think, but for me, when I read that about, like, they shall become one flesh, like, I feel like, you know, they leave their mother and father and are joined to his wife. Like, I feel like that's the marriage, but then like, they shall become one flesh. Like, I feel like that is, is what, um, the sex is. I don't know how y'all feel, but it's, it's almost like, You know, I'm not sure, you know, the first time it's recorded is in um, Genesis 4 1. And, you know, I think the purpose of sex is to, you know, um, join those people together. And I think it goes into a lot of detail
1: on that in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 6.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you want me to go ahead and read that for you? Yeah. Okay. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 through 20 says, All things are lawful for me. But all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for the foods. But God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make the members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not of your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are God's. Oh, that's long.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think it just talks. It kind of goes into more detail about what you're saying yeah. is that you know whoever you sleep with, you're gonna become one with that person. Yeah. So I know in one of my first talks about sex with our girls' class, I think I was I was probably like fifth or sixth grade. I was even pretty young. But um, she had us all sit, like, on the floor, and then she said, you know, I want one person to sit here, and then, anyway, the way that it it happened was, it was basically, like, if you sleep with one person, then you're sleeping with every person that that person has slept with. Oh, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. because you have become one with that person, Mm -hmm. so kind Of gross to think about,
0: yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, another verse that, um, is let's see real close to that is First Corinthians 7, verses 1 through 8. Um, and you know, the Corinthians had brought, you know, it seems like it had, had written to, to Paul and asked him questions about, you know, um, marriage, and basically, it seems like, like, how far is too far, you know. And Paul goes on to say that, you know, if you're tempted um with you know sex then you need to just get you need to get married and um you know that's not meaning always just like (laughs) oh well I want to have sex with that person let's go get married oh we're not you know we're not meant to be let's get divorced like that's not what it means but um you know if if you're in a relationship and you know that that is your person you know and you're so and you're tempted and if you're at that age then you can you know it's just be best to go ahead and marry that person Mm -hmm. um do y'all have any thoughts on that one before I move on to my last
1: I mean, dating was also a lot different back then. I mean, people didn't date each other for years. From what I've read, you know, there's not any examples of, oh, yeah, they were dating for a long time and then they decided to get married. It was more like they were engaged. You know, it was like they had, it seemed like their parents or. Yeah. The only long engagement I can think of is like Jacob (laughs) with his two wives. But. Mm You know, it was something that was more arranged, so mm-hmm. it was it was voluntary, but it wasn't like they were dating where they were hanging out and everything like that. It was more of a courtship. Yeah, I mean, that's a very modern. Thing. Yeah, I mean, even you know, the early 1900s, and I think even further than that, they they didn't date long. Yeah, they like you said, they courted in like their house. You know, like. Mm -hmm. The guy would just come to, like, the parlor, you know, Mm -hmm. and the parents were there and stuff, you know. So, yeah, the way we date is very modern. It's very new. Mm -hmm. There's a gentleman caller here for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: The last verse that I um, thought was really good was um, for this study. was 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 3 and 4, and it says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess its own vessel in sanctification and honor. And so I just thought that was really good, you know, because we're supposed to um, have respect and use our body for, you know, with honor. And, you know, and it, uh, that verse just really, you know, um, stood out to me. Um The one I had was, um, it's not necessarily just about sex,
1: but I kind of interpreted it that way. Mm-hmm. It's in uh, Proverbs chapter 5, it's verses 15 through 19. It says drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. Should your fountains be dispersed abroad, streams of water in the streets, let them be only your own, and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of your youth, as a loving deer and a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you at all times, and always be enraptured with her love. Um so I feel like here it's probably Solomon, I guess that wrote this in Mm -hmm. Proverbs. Um You know, he's telling, you know, whoever is reading this that, you know, he says, be in rapture, rejoice with the wife of your youth. So the person you marry, that's who's going to bring you joy. That's who's going to bring you fulfillment in every area of your life. And, you know, he says that, um, it says, should your fountains be dispersed abroad into streams of water in the streets? And and then he says it's not for strangers. So I kind of took that as, you know, looking at it from a dating perspective, you know, just dating random people, and trying to find fulfillment with, you know, physically or emotionally, whatever it is. You're not going to find that in strangers. You're going to find that with whoever you're going to marry. Mm-hmm. And I realize you have to date some to marry. Find who you're gonna marry. Yeah. But, um, you know, just having sex with any guy you date just to see if, you know, it's
0: what's for you. That's not going to bring you fulfillment. Well, yeah, that's a good one. I like that verse a lot. Um, I feel like with each generation, you know, it's gotten a lot worse. It just seems that way. Um, You know, it seems like every generation has tried to outdo the past and make it more, I don't know, I guess degraded is the best word I could say. Yeah, it's just, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like like with each wave of feminism, like, yeah, first wave feminism and then, you know, it's like they
0: try to keep pushing the boundary. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need a generation to flip it back to, you know, the way that God meant, you know, meant for sex to be. And, you know, we all want to be influencers, right? I mean, I know y'all want to be influencers. And, um, like how awesome would that be is just, you know, to be able to change the way that sex is viewed, um, because it is such a beautiful thing. Um, so I wanted to talk about like, why is that line crossed so often? Because it seems like more and more that line is crossed. Um, and I think for me, the number one thing that I um, I feel you know is that marriage just isn't seen as valuable. Um, when I got married, I heard you know the negative things of or like right before you know, well, you better have fun before you get married because you know once you're married, you're you know you're you're tied down. Mm-hmm. Like all those negative things, it's just. Um, it's not seen as this beautiful thing, you know, in life. It's like, oh, you know, they're married. They no, can't it do anything. Guys can like have that perspective more than girls do. Yeah. Because girls are always looking for like, you know, the wedding, yeah. the wedding part at least. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, guys yeah. are always
1: like, oh, it's your funeral day or you know, Yeah, like you said, that's true. Tied down. Mm-hmm, it's
0: like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is it like that? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but if you don't value marriage, I mean, hopefully you do. But if you don't, like, how? Why would you value sex in marriage? You know, Mm -hmm. why would you wait? So I feel like you definitely have to see that marriage is a beautiful thing, because it really is. Yeah, I mean, Um, I've known girls who have been in relationships for a long time, and they they sleep with their boyfriend or
1: they live with their boyfriend, and they just they wonder why he won't marry them, why he won't mm -hmm. you know ask them to marry him and. You know, it's like, cause he's getting everything that a husband gets for free. You know, yeah. why is he? Mm-hmm. to like buy the expensive ring and stuff? And yeah, too. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like in in those relationships, like you don't have to commit as much. You know, you can have mm-hmm. one foot out the door, and it's not as messy as yeah. a divorce would be.
0: You know. Mm-hmm. That's sad. That, that mm-hmm. is true. It's that's more common today for sure. Um, another one I wrote down was we don't value ourselves. Um, you know, so many times I've I've heard or seen on TV or whatever in shows and movies, and it's like they feel like they have to give everything they can give to be valuable in that relationship. And I've even heard, you know, like if I have sex with him, he'll be happy with me. You know, mm-hmm. um, he'll love me if I have sex with him. He won't leave me. And that's such a, a, a you know backwards way of thinking that yeah. because sex is not what you should be happy first. And then vow to be, love that person till death, and then explore sex, mm-hmm. not have sex to be happy. That's that's never that's never going to end well if that's you know that's your goal in that. Um, I feel like another way, you know, it gets crossed so often is because relationships move way too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like if you have a boyfriend for like six months, and you know you have your first kiss, you held hands, um, you know, finally had your first kiss, and you're just like. Um, and then that ends, and then the next relationship comes, and you're, you're so comfortable with having a kiss, because you've already crossed that, that you just jump right into a kiss. And then you get to more, like, touchy-feely kind of things, and then that relationship ends. And then the next one, you're comfortable with touching, so you jump right into that, and, you know, it's just going to keep getting worse. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, wherever you end a relationship, most likely that's how it's going to start, So you need to be careful with that, you know, not, not jumping and getting so quick into doing everything, you know, in the relationship, like taking, taking it slow. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And I want to encourage y'all too, if if you have had a history of not being pure in a Mm -hmm. relationship, that doesn't mean that you have lost everything. You know, you can still be pure in your current relationship or your, your future relationships you know we talk a lot about about virginity and how when once you lose it you can't get it back which is true Mm -hmm. physically but you know our god is great and he forgives Mm -hmm. so you might not can be a physical virgin again but you can be a spiritual virgin because he will forgive you and he will wash away your sins and it's like they they never happened Mm -hmm. i mean you know physically they did but that doesn't mean that you have to carry that burden around forever and that doesn't mean that you can keep on sinning and get forgiveness but I think that so many times we think well I've already I've already crossed that line mm-hmm. so you know there's no hope for me there's no point in me trying now because I've lost it but yeah. you, you
0: can you can get it back mm-hmm. you know sex is literally everywhere it's like on all Pretty much all You know Adult movies There's mm-hmm. something To do with You know Sex um, Or at least It's talked about um, It's in a lot of songs You know If it's not talking About drinking or drugs It's talking about sex Or um, all three Yeah Yeah Or <laughs> all three um, TVs Shows Magazines You know Books um, Even like They use it for advertising Like cologne Or clothing <laughs> You know Those are like the that. worst just, Commercials Yeah
1: Cologne commercials Are the worst They are like mm-hmm. what is it even talking about? And then at the end, it just like, where is pretty.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's really you know um, degraded sex too. Just um, you know, the media is really trying to make it seem like it's just no big deal. I mean, because the whole message behind our culture now is just do what you want, do what mm-hmm. makes you feel good,
1: you know. And mm-hmm. it's you know, it's like your body, so you decide what you want for your body, but morals are black and white It's you know either it's right or it's wrong it's mm-hmm. not
0: well even though you feel this way it's not like a little gray there's no gray area when mm-hmm. it comes to morals mm-hmm. right. um the last one i was gonna that i thought about was if you're in a relationship then you may have said like oh well, we won't go all the way you know like we've decided we're not going to cross that line we're going to save our social marriage so you know we're not going to go all the way we know that Um, but temptation is hard. Mm -hmm. So the way to go about that is to not be alone with that person, you know, like be, um, you know, if you want to have a date at home, then invite another couple, you know, that, that, you know, has the same values as you and, um, you know, watch maybe that way. Um, or, you know, whatever it is, like, just, just don't, um, you know, seclude yourself. Seclude, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't seclude yourself, you know, with that person. If you can't trust, you know, um, how far you'll you'll go because it it does just happen like yeah you think that's not a thing but it does things move way too fast yeah i would
1: say probably like 90 to 99 percent of the time it's not like oh we're gonna sit down on our calendar and we're gonna plan what day that we have sex for the first time like it's not yeah it's not like that it's not it's usually not some grand gesture it's usually like a slow progression. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when I was dating just kinda wanting like to you know what is the line, mm-hmm. you know. Is holding hands okay? Is kissing okay? Is making out okay? You know, it's just like so it just it didn't seem like a grey line. Like it seemed like a huge gray abyss that mm-hmm. I was just floating in. But I think that a good line would be like to have no nudity so I remember you know my friends being like well you know this this is what a bathing suit would cover so like I think that that would be appropriate Mm -hmm. or you know well you know they always tried to justify like how far their line went Mm -hmm. and so I think that if you set that line at no nudity and then if it ever it still seems like it's too big of a temptation, you know. Setting some some closer boundaries of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. We're not gonna we're not gonna make out. We're not gonna, you know, kiss land down. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, you know, just setting is. up mm-hmm. setting up those lines and saying, you know, we're not gonna do this. And if it does seem to be going that that way, you know, you have to so, um, you have to be assertive. Yeah, and not hurt not cross that line you have to be assertive and say recognize as you're doing that
0: that this isn't okay mm-hmm. and that's usually a good time to stop and pray about it yeah yeah um so you know you may be thinking like well is it really that bad like is it really going to be that bad if i cross that line if i have sex with my partner like is, is the world really going to end you know is, is all this stuff um as bad as they say it is you know are they just telling me that because they don't want me to you know, get pregnant as a teenager or whatever, you know, I don't want you to have fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, when you share that, that emotional bond with the person before marriage, you know, and that's not your person, then you can have, like, if you think a broken heart is bad, you know, um, a broken heart with a partner that you've had sex with is so much deeper, you know, it's like, it leaves like emotional scars, because you shared, like, at the beginning, you shared something of yourself that, you know, that's special with that person. And it's, you can't get it back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if you have that feeling of regret and shame over a quick thrill. And, you know, it seems like those quick thrills are, like, so, it's like, whoa we're so excited. It's mm-hmm. like, what in the world did I just say? Sorry, I just said this. But, like, really, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, why did I do that? Like, that was not... But, like, that wasn't what I wanted because you don't, you're not in the, you know, you're not in marriage. Like, God, you know, makes you have this, we have those type of feelings because they're telling you it's not right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, I do personally just, like, guys have just kissed and stuff in the past. And I'll look back and I'm like, why didn't I let that guy kiss me? Because... Mm-hmm. I didn't really like him that much or, you know, it's like you said, it was like a really short thrill. Mm-hmm. And then it was over and, you know, just having a regret of her smite kissing you. Can you imagine how you would feel yeah. having sex with someone? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to some girls too, like, um, you know, they feel like they've been used. You know, they, they feel, and most of the time it was because they felt like their value came from, you know, however much they gave that person. And then you know, they would have sex with them, and then the, the guy got what they wanted and left. Mm-hmm. you know and um, and then they they're left with that feeling of being abused and that nobody wants to feel that way. It's such an empty feeling, you know. Um, y'all have anything on
1: that? I mean, I definitely think that it like clouds your judgment too, because so many times women aren't willing to leave relationships that could be abusive because Mm -hmm. it's like well i've shared that part of myself with them and you get attached Mm -hmm. more to than if you kind of had a step back and was looking at the facts of okay he does this and this and this all these terrible things to me but it's like something chemical in your brain that connects you to that Mm -hmm. person you know yeah yeah and i think we have to realize that guys view it differently than we do mm-hmm. you know um we see it as i'm gonna you know do this and he's gonna commit to me he's gonna mm-hmm. love me because i'm giving him myself mm-hmm. and then guys are just thinking like they should have, they truly do i think have a one yeah like, their mind is just like one thing you know one sure. mind. Mm-hmm. yes that's what i'm say. I mm-hmm. yeah so i mean you so you may be thinking all these things and he's just thinking. I'm gonna see a naked girl. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. sa- I'm gonna satisfy this physical
0: desire. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's good.
1: There's a couple other benefits of of waiting till mm-hmm. marriage and um the two major ones that I think of the most is, you know, you're not gonna have an unwanted pregnancy mm-hmm. which It's hard either either route, you know, if you're having... If you have an unwanted pregnancy while you're not married, is that you lead down one road where it's possibly single motherhood or progressing a relationship to marriage that may not be maturely ready for it Mm -hmm. or going the other route of an abortion and Mm -hmm. that comes with all of its complications so
0: mm-hmm.
1: either either route that goes it's not what god intended it's not ideal it's mm-hmm. it's hard either either way or i guess there's adoption. three rounds yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
1: you can adopt to. Yeah. so which is has its complications too so e- any avenue that you take with an unwanted pregnancy in an unmarried relationship is going to be difficult mm-hmm and also, another benefit of waiting until marriage is that there's no STDs. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about, you know, what things your partner may be bringing into a marriage. Mm. That's not ideal. You know, you can, yeah. you don't have to worry about all AIDS, gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, all those. What things. would you tell teenager if they were like how do I
0: save myself for marriage
1: don't date till you're ready to get married yeah number one that's
0: good yeah Uh, I had something like that too you know don't just date to date you know um date to find your your husband you know and if you do that then at the beginning you're gonna be like I don't really like that person like I remember in middle school, I mean, I met Jason really young, so, I mean, these were all immature people, you know, Uh (laughs) but, um, even then, you know, I would start talking to somebody and be like, this ain't my person, Mm -hmm. you know, but it was just, I wanted a person, I just wanted somebody, yeah, (laughs) um, and that can get, that can get scary, you know, that can get, um, pretty rough if you're always just want, wanting, just wanting a person, even though you know that's not your person. Yeah,
1: yeah. One of my cousins sent me an article like a long time ago because I got married when I was 20, so Mm -hmm. I was pretty young. But she sent me an article when me and Dustin were engaged, I think, that was talking about how so many times we discourage youngish people from getting married. You know, we don't think that you should get married until you graduate college Mm -hmm. and have your career. And so it's prolonging those desires really Mm -hmm. and um the article was talking about how you know we don't need to to date until we're ready to get married and then you know once you know it's best just to go ahead and get married I'm not saying you should get married when you're 14 I'm just saying that if you wait till you're an adult and you want to get married Mm -hmm. then it kind of takes away that lust because it's you can see an end in sight to when those desires are going to be fulfilled instead of, I'm 14 and I don't want to get married till I'm 25. That's mm-hmm. 11 years yeah. of, you know, trying to fight away temptation when you could do it in a few months.
0: I think another one is, um, you know, if you view sex as a gift from God, which is what it is, you know, and you just only open that gift in marriage, um, you know, if you just view it um, kind of like we are talking about at the beginning, you know, it's, uh, it's, how it's valued you know you gotta we gotta change the value of it. Um but if you're viewing it as a gift from God then that will help um a little bit on saving yourself a marriage. The one last thing that I want um you know to leave you with is you know everything you're doing in your relationship now um will affect your husband in the future. And that's something that I wish I would have been told. You know, yes me and Jason you know met when we were young but we had a lot of time apart too and you know, the things that I did in those relationships has affected Jason, you know, now. And um, you know, it's it's just something that I would have just been smacked in the face with, you know, really, um, some have been like, You are gonna affect your future husband, even though I didn't know at the time that would be Jason. But still, you know, that that will really help you if you um, you know, even like writing a, a letter. I'm always like t- telling y'all to write stuff down, but um, you know, writing a letter to your future husband, you know, saying like you know, I love you so much that I'm going to save myself for you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do y'all have any other thoughts?
1: And I think when we, when we think about that, it seems kind of strange. But when you think of it as the opposite of, you know, if your future husband was doing things that you were doing, mm-hmm. how would you feel about it? Yeah. You know, if you're thinking about him being with somebody else, it's, number one it's gross it feels gross and it just feels overwhelming like I can't I can't believe that you know and you don't want to think about it and
0: yeah well I mean on your you know um your wedding night if you know that is the time that you know the two people are supposed to share a part of themselves that they've not shared with anybody else you know with each other and that's why it's such a you know magical if you want to say you know bond and it's just such a deep emotional bond Um, you know, but if you have already shared that with someone else, then it's a tough it's a tough time. You know, you gotta work through all those insecurities because you know, you're thinking like, Oh, well this person, you know, am I as good as that other person, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of thoughts. And if you've not explored that until marriage, then then it, it just seems like it'll start your marriage off a whole lot happier. So I mean when I was studying for this, I knew that there was gonna be several different types of listeners, you know. Um the listeners who yeah, you know, may have already crossed that line. And Ava talked, told, you know, talked about this. You know, you can get forgiveness. It's, it's not too late. You can, um, you know, ask for that forgiveness and practice self-control. You know, and, um, and you know, be a spiritual virgin again. Um, I like the way she worded <laughs> that. <laughs> um, and then I know that there could be listeners out there who are in a serious relationship and um, have been tempted but haven't crossed that line yet. And I just want to encourage you to. Um, keep fighting off that temptation because it is so worth it to wait until marriage. Um, and then there, I know there's some single ladies out there um, who's thinking this lesson is not for me at all while i listening to this, but, um, you know, you can work on those, um, those values. You know, um, see yourself as valuable and don't let anybody else tell you that your value isn't how much you give to that relationship because it's not. Um, and, you know, just work on how you view um, marriage and, you know, sex and marriage because it is such a beautiful thing. So we hope you've enjoyed this lesson. If you have any questions, you know, um, just just send us a, a DM and we'll we'll get those answered for you. But um, we just want you to always remember: be kind, be humble, and be pure. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.